This is the Seven Hills Church Podcast, where you'll hear incredible teaching from our very own Pastor Marcus Meekham. If you enjoy what you hear, you can subscribe anywhere you get your podcast to get brand new episodes waiting for you every week. You can also download our free smartphone app to see even more exclusive content and to get connected with the life of Seven Hills. Let's get right to the message, and thanks again for being with us pumped to be with you here tonight. I know things look different, but hopefully these Wednesday night services have been great to just kind of lift you up and give you a midweek kind of encouragement to get you through the weekend. Uh, And really, we're just going to take a couple quick moments to be with uh, you tonight. I have a word on my heart I want to share. I won't be too long. I know we have small groups. My small group actually is meeting tonight at 815, so I want to be able to hang out with you guys. We got game night tonight, game night, so I'm excited to see what we got going on uh, for that. But for those of you who don't know me, uh, my name is Pastor Evan. I'm the business pastor here. Me and my wife have been here for five years, and uh, it's just been amazing to see what God's doing through the church, through the life of the church, and how far we've already come. And and to see the days ahead is so amazing and encouraging and inspiring, and it's so easy to follow the leadership of our senior pastor, Pastor Marcus. Really just want to take a second to honor him and Pastor Sarah for their leadership through this entire crisis, the decisions that they've made, and the way they've been able to navigate all of us through this storm with such strength and courage and honor and dignity has been so amazing to watch, especially being a part of the team. So hopefully you guys uh, feel that as well. But the ability to keep our faith strong during this time of fear and uncertainty, it's been amazing to navigate the storm, really what it feels like to be on a battleship. So I'm so thankful for our pastor and hopefully you guys can help me give him a round of applause wherever you're at. We're so thankful to have a world-class leaders leading our church. So we're, we're very, very thankful for them. And what I love so much about pastor is you always leave a conversation better. You always leave inspired, encouraged to take on more and do more and be better and be the best you can possibly be. And that's what we hope we can be for you guys in the church during this time. But again, if you guys wanna turn to uh, Joshua chapter three, I'm gonna get there in just a quick second. Just a quick second. Again, this is a scripture that has been in my heart all week and it's so timely. I feel like this chapter was written literally days after the COVID crisis started. Uh, I think it's gonna bless Uh, us tonight, but again, it's been so amazing with everything going on that the church has been able to shine so bright, and I'm going to share some uh, Heart to City updates that we've been doing through COVID. Over the past several weeks, we've made such an amazing impact on the city. It's been staggering to watch that how we've stepped up with our generosity and how we serve our city. Long ago, we prayed, God, give us to our city. I remember Pastor Marcus said, we're not just gonna sit around. We wanna make sure the city knows we're here and we love them and we adore them and that we're gonna shower the love of Jesus all over them. It's the perfect picture of the church in action. I know we've said it many times before, but the building is closed, but the church has never been more alive. It has never been more alive as we serve and love on our city. And we've had hundreds and hundreds of thank you cards, handwritten and emails, and uh, people stop by and just tell us thank you for what we're doing in the city. Uh, Government officials, business owners, hospital executives, school principals, the mayor even emailed us a thank you. Uh, But a couple quick updates for what we've been doing, just so everyone's in the loop. Uh, We've distributed over 10 1,292 uh, go packs. Again, this is to the school system, healthcare, elderly shut-ins. Again, a go pack is multiple meals, essential supplies, hand sanitizer, and hygiene products for an entire family. 
Uh, again, going to all those different places, a big celebration we shared this week is we're gonna be a host site for the Hawksford uh, Blood Center to have multiple blood drives all throughout uh, next month, which is a great thing. Uh, the team let me know today that over 80% of all the Convoy of Hope, remember the whole uh, semi-truck full of supplies, 30,000 pounds of supplies, over 80% of that has already gone out the door. It's already gone to the people who need it. And then this is really cool. Just during this time, we've served 115 local organizations and over 2,000 hours hours have gone into investing in our local outreach efforts for our city. So that is so amazing. That's something to celebrate wherever you're at. Just, man, what the church is doing, our response, how we have just sprinted forward has been so amazing. And a couple announcements and I'm gonna move right on. But the Facebook community groups, right after this, make sure you hop onto your Facebook community group. Uh, we've regionalized it, entire, the entire tri-state. I believe there's 10 different regions, but join your region. Again, this is a way to communicate, connect, care for each other, love each other. Uh, just like the early, early church, they had different regions and we want you guys to connect uh, through that online there during this time. And of course, the online small groups, every region has small groups in the region, so make sure to join that. Again, over 240 different groups going on all across the region. And again, mine uh, is meeting tonight, so I'm ex so excited about that. And then uh, finally, anytime during this message, and at the end, we're gonna pray together, but you can text 7PRAY to 31996. We have teams of people, our live prayer partners that are here during service are at home or wherever they're at and they're waiting for you to text them so they can pray and agree with you. And again, they'll respond within minutes. So please do that, please do that. Uh, again, you're not gonna have a robot praying with you. This is gonna be a real person that will kind of get back with you. Uh, so we're so thankful for that. And of course, join us this week as we continue with seven weeks of revival. Uh, we're very, very excited about that. Uh, so, so let's go to uh, Joshua chapter three and kind of share a couple thoughts. It's not packaged exactly pretty the way I want, but I think we'll, we'll get a little something out of uh, the text tonight. So what I wanna talk about, yeah, Joshua chapter three, what's going on here is Joshua's leading the Israelites across the Jordan River. The thing is we're all going through this storm together, but not everyone is in the same boat. If you think about it, some people, there's a whole spectrum. Some people are on one end with, you know, it feels like they're in a battleship and not, they can't feel anything. There's no effects. They're just, you know, eating Cheetos or Doritos. I mean, that's their biggest problem during quarantine. But some people are on the other end of it. Some people are hanging on with a life raft or they're in a canoe and they're feeling every wave and they're taking it hour by hour, day by day, trying to get through this together. But regardless of your circumstance, I believe God is positioning us for a miracle. God is positioning us for a miracle. This is the passage of the promised land. Again, this is where uh, God's peace, God's provision, God's protection uh, is on the other side of that Jordan River. And the beauty of the imagery is that, uh, that we'll be discussing is that, again, we all are going through this together. And that sometimes we'll sit in the middle of a miracle and not even recognize it. Sometimes we don't even appreciate what God is doing before our eyes, right? Hasn't that been what we're doing? When is this over? When are we meeting? When this, when that? It's another news article. But let's just be sure to make sure we understand we need to know what God is doing right before our eyes. Joshua chapter three, verse one. It says, early in the morning, Joshua and all the Israelites, turn to your neighbor and say, all the Israelites, all the Israelites set out from them Shidom and went to the Jordan. Remember, the Jordan is where God reveals his identity where they camped before they crossed the river, where they camped before they crossed the river. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm going somewhere, we're going somewhere, we're going somewhere, God is guiding us, God is with us, right? He's our guide, that means he's leading us and he's with us on this journey. It's not about where God is taking us, it's about 
what he wants to show us along the way. I think that's so important for us that the goal isn't just to get through this, let's get through this, it's for God to show us something in it, in the middle of this, that will make us better on the other side. That's been our prayer, that the Lord will make us better, the church better, our community better, not to get through it, but to be better as a result of it. I'm gonna get better, it's gonna be better, because we're not going back to normal, we're going towards better, we're going to better, and we need to have that assurance today or else we'll be like the Israelites stranded in the wilderness for 30 years on the other side, of, or 40 years on the other side of the Jordan. But I wanna remind you today that you know enough about God to get you through this valley. His word, his scripture, the wisdom of the Bible is rooted within you and we need to be reminded that God's gonna get us through this. He is our guide, he will lead us, right? What, what, is, what does the Bible say? The Lord is my shepherd, he is my guide. That means he doesn't just give us instructions, he leads us, he's with us, I shall not want. And I love this, he says, he makes me lay down in green pastures. He makes me lay down. He makes us stop. He makes us camp before we cross. Stop, that's my word. I don't even have a title for the, for the message, but my encouragement to you is to stop right now. Stop, stop. Stop planning out the worst case scenarios. Stop, stop. Before God could bring them into the promised land, he asked them to stop. He asked them to camp. We're all going through this together, but we're not going through the same thing. You're not alone, we're not alone, we're all going through this together. But we have to know that our strength is working together. That's why if we stop pressing in, we're, we're gonna miss it. It's gonna, it's gonna flash right by us. If we stop giving, we're gonna miss it. If we stop praying, if we stop being in the word, if we stop listening to what God is saying, we're gonna miss it. As we said, the church is not a building, it's a body. The church has never been more alive than it is today. This is a time for us to stop and pause. Let's go to verse two, it says, after three days, after three days, how many of y'all know when it says after three days, that's a good thing in the Bible. After three days, the officers went through the camp giving orders to the people. When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the Levitical priest carrying it, you are to move out from your position and follow it. So when you see the presence of God, when you see his lead, leading and guiding, you're to follow. I love verse four, then you will know which way to go. Then you will know which way to go. Since you have never been this way before. We've never been in this situation before. Since you have never been this way before. But keep a distance of about 2,000 cubits between you and the ark, do not go near it. We have never been this way before. And that means the greatest opportunity that we have right now is to rely on God's guidance and leadership in our lives. We are positioned for a miracle. This is nothing new to God, that's the thing. This, is, this, is not, this doesn't catch him by surprise. He's not caught off guard. This is not God's first rodeo. I've come here to tell you tonight that God is already in your tomorrow. God's job is tomorrow, your job is today. Give us this day our daily bread. He didn't say I'm gonna give you tomorrow or next week for you to think about or contemplate about or worry about. He said I'm gonna give you this day our daily bread. Faith doesn't exempt us from the challenges but what we need to understand is that God will get us through this. The question is not will we get through this, the question is will we be better on the other side? Will we have seized this opportunity? Will we have seen the miracle that God is doing and positioning us for? And I believe 100% that 
the Seven Hills is the strongest we've ever been right now. We're gonna be, we're praying for doubling uh, attendance, finances, everything after this. We're praying that God's miracle is gonna be upon us after this. We're praying that marriages are gonna be healed. We're praying that relationships are gonna be restored. We're praying that thousands and thousands of people that would have never known who Jesus is are gonna have an encounter with him through this. We believe we'll be more unified, more empathetic, more compassionate, more loving, more in tune. I believe that God is gonna work all things out for our good. Amen. Let's look at verse four real quick. It says, then you will know which way to go. Then, after you, after you see the Ark of the Covenant, you're gonna come out from where you are and you're gonna follow it. And then it says, then you will know which way to go since you have never been this way before. But look at this. But keep a distance of about 2,000 cubits between you and the ark. Do not go over or near it. It's interesting that the Bible says keep a distance between you and the presence of God. Why would God ask us to keep a distance? God is telling us that he will guide us, that when we see him, that he will guide us. But during this season, he's giving us the gift of distance. He's giving us this window of time that we would have never else had to stop and rely on him for what he has next for us. God is teaching us that when he feels distant, that he's right there by our side. Sometimes God uses distance in our feelings to call us deeper in our faith. And that's the thing, what's the point of just getting through it? Why, why would I wanna just get through this? Why would I just wanna just pass me by? It's not fun and I know things are happening and the economy's going down and people are in unfortunate circumstances, but here's my thing, we're all going through it. The text said all the Israelites, everyone's going through it. So why not get better? Why not be more grateful? Why not be more generous? Why not be more loving, more compassionate? Why not lean into your relationships with your spouse and your kids and call people that you've never called before? I love how the Bible says that Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob would sow during the famine. They would sow during times of crisis because they knew that God would always take care of them if they put him first. But I love how as God is bringing them across the Jordan, the Ark of the Covenant, which is God's agreement. This is so cool. The Ark of the Co Covenant is God's agreement with you. That's not your agreement with God. That's God's promises to you. And aren't you glad that God always keeps his covenant with us, right? Amen. If it was dependent on us, we wouldn't make it, right? For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We don't have the ability to keep up our end of the covenant. But the Ark of the Covenant is that physical representation of God's covenant with you. Verse five, Joshua told the people, and this is one of my main points, Joshua told the people, consecrate yourselves, consecrate yourselves. I looked up that word, it says to make or declare sacred, to dedicate yourself formally to a divine purpose. So consecrate yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. Isn't that amazing? That during this time that we have to stop, that Joshua says, consecrate yourselves to lean in and dedicate and declare. And I wonder what God is preparing for us right now. I wonder what healing is on the other side of this opposition. I wonder how he's mending our souls. Remember when Jesus mended Peter's nets after, after Peter had stopped fishing? That's when Jesus had mended the net. I wonder what he is mending in our hearts right now. Do you see how clear the verse is? It says that God's got a job and that you and I have a job. Tomorrow is God's job, today is our job. That's what consecration means. It means to obey the processes of today. Don't worry about tomorrow, that's not your job. Today is our job. 
Consecrate yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do such amazing things. We are positioned for a miracle. And as I just mentioned, if we will consecrate ourselves today, God is already in our tomorrow. Isn't that amazing? He's already there. He's already working it out. He's already guiding us. That means he's before us, never behind us. He's the, t- the head and the, never the tail. He is always above and never beneath. He's always out in front of us, working it out for our good. We have to be so careful not to be focused on getting through it and completely miss what God wants us to get out of it. That's the point of this text. And here in a minute, we're gonna sing and pray, but I wanna, I wanna leave you with the last part of this scripture. We're actually gonna skip over to verse 15. It says, now the Jordan is at flood stage all during the harvest. Let me read that again. Now the Jordan is at flood stage all during the harvest. To seize the problem, um, excuse me, the size of the problem creates the size of the opportunity. We have the greatest opportunity right before our eyes. There's the harvest, but there's the flood. The greater the flood, the greater the harvest. The greater the problem, the greater the opportunity. And that's how we have to look at this. It's not how fast can we get this over and go back to normal. There is no normal. We're going towards better. We're going towards Jesus. Jesus said, greater things you shall do. And I believe that with all my heart. As we keep reading, now the Jordan is at flood stage all during the harvest. Yet as soon as the priest who carried the ark reached the Jordan and their feet touched the water's edge, the water from upstream stopped flowing. How many of y'all know when God says stop, the water had to obey him? How many of y'all know that he calms the wind and he calms the sea? And when God says stop, the water stopped flowing. When Jesus said stop, the storm had to cease. It said it piled up, the water piled up in a heap in a great distance at a town called Adam in the vicinity of Zarethan, while the water flowing down the Sea of the Arabi, that is the Dead Sea, was completely cut off. So the people crossed the opposite Jericho. Verse 17, the priest who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stopped in the middle of the Jordan. How many of y'all know we're the priests? We go out before and we put our feet in the water and it says, when they stopped in the middle of the Jordan and stood on the dry ground, while all Israel, all of us together, all of us together, all of Israel passed by until the whole nation had completed the crossing on dry ground. How many of y'all know that God is gonna get us through this? But I love Joshua, what did he say? He said, consecrate yourselves today for God is gonna do something amazing tomorrow. God is gonna have miracles tomorrow. And we have to have the faith to believe that, to not just watch a service, but to activate our faith in this window of time. What are we gonna get through this? What are we gonna get out of this? Are we gonna be better? Are we just gonna get by and go back to normal, right? Go back to comfortability, go back to what we've always known. I don't think that's what God's called us to do. If you guys, wherever you're at, if you're gonna stand to your feet, we're gonna sing here in just a quick second. Because how do many of y'all know we don't sing after the storm, we sing during the storm. God is our guide, that means God is with us. It's not that we just get through this, it's what we are gonna take from this. God wants the priest to stop in the middle. He wants to connect with us. That's another point. He wants us to stop to connect with him. Not, not breadth-wise, not how many you know, uh, social media sites I can be a part of or groups or whatever, but also that, that is very important, but it's about depth of connection with Jesus right now. 
That's why he told them to camp out. Before you're gonna see this miracle, you're gonna camp out. We're gonna spend some time together. Remember that church is not a building, church is a body. We have never been more alive. Let's not water down what God is doing. We should be praying more than ever. We should be worshiping more than ever. We should be spending so much time with God, dining with him, just like we talked about communion last week. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's spend time together and watch God do amazing, exceedingly, abundantly more than he's ever done. So verse five again, let us consecrate, let us dedicate, let us hold on to and cling to what he's doing now. It said they camped out before the miracle. They camped out before the promise. And I love this song, how Jesus turns graves into gardens, right? He turns the nothing into something. He turns what we think is not beautiful into something completely gorgeous. And he's gonna get us on the other side of this. So everyone stand to your feet. Let's sing, let's declare, let's lift it up to him. Come on. heaven 
I love that so much. You're the only one that can, Lord. Lord, we love you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. I love that sentence, that you turn seas into highways, Lord, just as you did that for Joshua and the Israelites, Father. Lord, we bless your name, Lord. We love you, Lord. We pray over our nation, over our world, over what's going on, that we thank you that it's not a surprise to you, Father God. Lord, we thank you for what you're gonna do through all of this, Father. Lord, I pray during this time that we would consecrate ourselves today so that you can move in our tomorrow, Father. We know the miracle doesn't come before obedience, Father. We pray that we can do all that we can do so that you can do all that you can do, Father. Lord, I pray over all of our frontline workers, all the priests out in the middle of the water, Lord, the people that are right there on the front lines, Lord, we thank you for them, Lord. We bless them. We speak health over their lives, Father God. We pray for anyone affected on this, Father, that you would show up in a mighty way, that as the word says that you're our guide, Lord, that you're with us. That means you go through it with us, Lord. You don't just tell us what to do, that you are going through it with us. You're holding our hand, Father. And Lord, we just pray that the church at large would get so much stronger through this, Lord, that millions of people will come to know you through this, Lord, that this is a shift of tectonic plates. This is an event that could not have happened, Lord, without you, but you're gonna work all things out for our good, Father. We pray that hearts are open, that minds are open, that people are receptive more than ever, Father. We pray for the thousands of prayer requests that have come in, Lord, that we, we can't even pray over them fast enough. Every single one of them, you know all of them, you know every situation, Lord. We pray that you would show up in your peace and joy and strength and courage would overwhelm all of us, Lord. That we're not fearful, we're not just gonna sit and wait and cross our fingers, Lord. We're gonna lean into you, Father. Lord, we're gonna consecrate ourselves and dedicate ourselves and lean in more than ever, Father. We pray that you would show up in a mighty way, Lord, that you would turn the grave into a garden, Father. We pray that you would do your miracles like you always do, Father. We pray that you would be relevant and activated now more than ever, Father. Lord, we are just so thankful we come to your altar with gratitude, Lord, and thanksgiving, Lord. We bless your name, Lord. We love you, Lord. Hold us in your hand. Lift us up, Father. We love you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. It's in Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. That's all for this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, there are just a couple next steps we'd love to highlight. First, you can subscribe to this podcast to stay up to date with brand new episodes every single week. You can even share this with a friend by clicking that share button you see right there on your screen. We'd also love to hear from you. So if you have a comment, you can visit us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at Seven Hills Church. Lastly, we want to say thank you to those who give generously to this ministry. You're helping us impact thousands. You can click on the link in the episode's description to give now or visit us at sevenhillschurch.tv backslash give. Thank you again for listening and we'll see you next time.